Welcome back to the Youth Up Podcast, maybe the best podcast ever. Uh, go ahead and like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. We have a lot of sports stuff to get into it, so let's go straight into it. Dallas beat the Giants on Sunday, 37-34, to putting them firmly, firmly in first place of the NFC least, but at what cost? <laughs> Dak Prescott went down with a gruesome ankle injury, shutting the QB down for the rest of the year. Jared, I ask you, what is next for Jerry's world? Well, first off, I don't know if I can watch any more NFL the rest of the season. Uh, if, I, if Dak's not in the lead, what am I? What am it's I over. even watching for? It's um, it's I wish him. I wish Dak well, obviously. By the way, Wyatt, reverberations are not felt around the league if Dak is like a top twenty-six quarterback or whatever, wherever the heck you think he's. Rated. No, Jared. He's nobody wants, to, Jared, nobody wants to see somebody go down like anyway. that. It doesn't matter. He could be a, like on a special teams player, and if, if that happened, everyone'd be like, "Wow." Jerry, uh, all I'll say is Jerry Jones better take care of Dak or I'm flying to Dallas, Fort Worth. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> next year, next year, Dak, I mean, he's probably just going to play under the franchise tag again or or they'll just lowball him on a contract, which I think Dak would take the risk and just play on the franchise tag again. This pandemic season produced a lot of fluke injuries anyway, I think, so I, I, don't, I don't think something like that will happen to him again. I mean, he was considered a super durable player, right? For the Cowboys on the field – they're going to have to just feed Zeke on offense. They still have an embarrassment of riches of talent on offense with all the receivers. Their O-line's not great, though, so which is why we don't really know what's going to happen if they start going to Zeke more. But the, the Cowboys pass the most in the league, and they need to balance out their offense, at least balance it out, and give it more to Zeke for sure. Andy Dalton is potentially the best backup in the league, um, but they, they're not going to score many points, as I think, when Dak was at the helm. Nick Foles Deep- fans in shambles. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then on defense, they gotta fire Mike Nolan. I think, man, the Cowboys' defense gave the Giants their first offensive touchdown since Week One. That's terrible. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, so I, don't know. They, I think it's feed Zeke is the key. Don't turn the ball over. They lead the league in turnovers as well. So yeah, I think you're putting a little too much stock into Andy Dalton. I don't know yeah, really? at this point in his career how good Andy Dalton is. Last year, his TD to interception ratio was 16 to 14. The Bengals had the number one overall pick. Like, I mean, there are other problems there, but Andy Dalton, like, give me Andy Dalton seven years ago, and I think it's fine, but I don't think, like, Andy Dalton's going to lead the Cowboys to greatness at this point. There are plenty more reasons why the Bengals got the number one pick outside of Andy Dalton. That's fair. Plus, he led the Bills to a playoff appearance, didn't he? The Bengals? No, the Bills. He won the game that that forced the Bills into oh, the playoffs. Okay. He's a Bills legend oh, at this oh, point. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I would like to add, and we can come back to this, but as we speak, Le'Veon Bell was just released by the Jets. Oh, wow. Which is yeah. amazing. Okay. Which is amazing news. And everyone's Le'Veon. after him and it's 3.3 yards per carry. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is, yeah, <laughs> itching to get Le'Veon. Yeah. But. I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like with Dalton, though, they'll be, the offense will be a lot less explosive and more like ground and pound. So they'll, they'll have the ball. Their time of possession will be a lot bigger, and it'll keep the defense off the field, hopefully give them more time to regroup. Maybe the, that's something that the defense needs. You know, I think, I think they'll still score points, just not at the level that they were with Dak, personally. They still, have, they still have a loaded offense. Uh, sorry, yeah, I saw an interesting stat. I, I believe it was the top four passing yard, y- yardage games of the season were all Dak. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Three or four. So, yeah, you're definitely onto something with that, and Andy Dalton will obviously not replicate that. No, but, not, yeah. 
God. What, what happens if they try to run Zeke more and it just turns out that their offensive line just can't sustain it and then they have to turn to Dalton anyway? Or it's worse, if Zeke or Zeke gets hurt with an extended mm-hmm. workload at this point. Like, we've seen plenty of running backs already. Um, if they're on my fantasy team, they're hurt. So <laughs> yeah. we've seen plenty of people go down at this point um, to injury. You, you really, I feel like Dallas really has to tread lightly. I know the, mm-hmm. the, the, the problem with Dallas is that they're in such a bad division mm-hmm. that they could still win it and make the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at, mm-hmm. you're not going to win any games in the playoffs. Um, they did it with Dak. They're not going to do it with Andy Dalton. This te- this team is worse than it was last year with the defense. You can't shut it down and tank, but I mean, I think that if at the end of the year they get a top ten pick, it's not going to be the worst thing that ever happened to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think they're going to get a top ten pick. They're going to get a top ten pick and they'll draft like another wide receiver like or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. yeah. No. yeah. yeah. But it's like they're as you said, their division is so bad. Like the it's. The NFC East is not going to be won by the Giants or the Redskins. Like, that's for sure. So it comes down to the Eagles and Cowboys. I don't think... I think they have enough teams to beat up on that they're not going to have a top-ten pick. So I think the Cowboys are still going to be seriously competing for a playoff spot. I heard rumors. I don't know how substantiated these are, but that the Cowboys were considering uh, Matthew Stafford or trading for Matthew Stafford because he's in, like, the last year or two of his contract, which I I thought was interesting. I I don't think it'll happen. Uh, because honestly, I don't like. I think Andy Dalton's probably he's worse than sense. Stafford, but he's like not yeah. that much worse. Um, and I think what? his his group of receivers uh, make him look bad. Matthew Stafford is um, a top ten arm talent. Oh my god! Yeah, but he's gonna he like why why replace one guy who just got injured with another guy who's gonna get if, injured? Like I don't. If Matthew Stafford was anywhere outside of the yeah. Lions organization, they would be he would be an MVP. Yeah. He's phenomenal. He's I like Matthew Stafford healthy. a lot. Yeah. In Dallas, he might he might be that might be a good move for Matthew, but yeah. you don't trade for Matthew Stafford to replace him with Dak Prescott next year. Yeah, no, yeah, that doesn't yeah. make. I don't think it makes I sense yeah. personally. But troubling times in Dallas, and I will say I agree with Jared. As much as I harp on the on the guy, you hate to see somebody go down with an ankle injury injury just like that. Yeah. That's tough. Um, that is tough, yeah. but. Speaking of top 10 picks, we have plenty of teams who are on a crash course for the number one <laughs> overall pick. The Giants, Jets, Jags, Falcons, Dolphins, Lions, Chargers, Texans, Broncos, and the Washington football team are steamrolling their way for that number one pick <laughs> crash course. Um, so should these teams move on from their current quarterbacks in favor of Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance, or do they keep it tight? Aiden, I'm going to throw it to you. There are a lot of questions in the Jets future adam gase will have hit the road hopefully at some point but are the jets really confident in sam darnold or does the next jet jets regime begin another rebuild aiden yeah i mean the team's gonna need a rebuild regardless of whether they stick with sam darnold or not like the the team mm-hmm. is so bad like around sam darnold or without sam darnold like either way they're gonna they're gonna need a rebuild um and yeah hopefully hopefully gase hits the road sooner than later but it's it's week five right going into week six and he's still there against all odds um but i think the jets with i think the jets with the right pick will take a quarterback um and by that i mean the number one pick and honestly at the moment it really looks like the jets will have their pick of anyone i mean they're they're, (laughs) the giants are their main competition at the moment um hate to say it wyatt uh, but but the, the Giants play the Redskins twice, and again their division is awful. So like they're destined to eke out a win or two. I mean they they almost did on Sunday, 
Um, and yeah. the, the other competition is the Falcons, who are 0-4. But the Falcons have been competitive in games. One would think that now that Dan Quinn's gone, maybe they'll win a close game at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I really do think the Jets are the odds-on favorite for the number one pick at the moment. Um, and I do not think they'll pass up the opportunity to take Trevor Lawrence. With that said, mm-hmm. as we've talked about on the podcast before, the question is, will the Jets give Sam Darnold his, you know, albeit brief at this point, non-Adam Gase tryout? Uh, right. And also, uh, it'll be interesting if they do bring in another quarterback, whether it be Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, um, if there's a, a battle between Sam Darnold and some young gun. And one would think that, I mean, Sam Darnold's still under contract. You'd think that he'd still be competing there. Um, so we'll see if that maybe brings something out of Sam. I think you I think you like you said you get you get rid of Adam Gase and give Sam Darnold his little tryout if he still plays you into that number one overall spot you take the quarterback and trade Darnold to like the Colts or the Bears that's Mm. that's what I would do Steel okay yeah Steelers could I know Juju Smith-Schuster was petitioning to have his old USC quarterback back (laughs) well same with uh, in the Colts he would have uh, Pittman at USC, so the uh, USA guy. So, I think those those moves could work. I'm not a Sam Darnold think... believer. I feel like <laughs> if it got to the point where they had the number one overall pick, Adam Gase or not, they might just be better off moving on, resetting. I mean, yeah. and if the, they have the, the here... number one pick and Gase is still there, then the world. Is just, <laughs> I know. Well, that's that's a, that's a scary thing that I've I've been like. It's week five. You're going to go into week six. Yep. They haven't won a single game. In fact, they haven't even looked close to winning a single yep. game. Not They're close. terrible. And Adam Gase is still the coach. And at least the Houston Texans have talent. They hi- they fired their head coach. The Falcons had talent. They fired their head coach. And the Jets are still keeping Adam Gase around, at least for some reason. It, it, I think that's like the biggest question mark about the Jets and their rebuild is how long is Adam Gase actually going to be there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but one it seems thing like that it's is, forever. Yeah, the fact that he's still there makes it clear that no one in the Jets organization thought they would be competitive this season. Because I think you're <laughs> right that like uh, Dan Quinn's out because the Falcons have talent, and um, Bill O'Brien's out because the Texans have, the Texans have talent. Um, I guess the Jets were just like, mm, "This is what was going to happen." But I mean, so that's he's, the, he's the still thing is there. Year, right? yeah. But they were seven and nine. Yeah, they won their last like, like yeah. After so, Sam Darnold came back, they were pretty good. Um, yeah. So the question is, is it stupid stubbornness, or are they playing 40 chess, uh, ensuring that they go 0-16 and they'll boot him? Yeah. Because he is yeah, awful. Maybe they realize that and they actually think it's more logical to just stick to it for now. <laughs> Honestly. I don't think they're that smart, though. They're pretty inept. We're talking about the team that kept their GM long enough to do the draft and then fired him like two weeks later yeah yeah like they they're they're not exactly forward thinkers let me say that they're definitely not <laughs> uh, but, but i but, think you have no choice but yeah. to move on in my opinion from sam darnold um fair or not i don't know if if yeah. they're gonna be able to like rebuild him and and kind of regain his confidence and play to him yeah. and have a team believe or other players around them believe that sam's the guy yeah but that's just yeah. me yeah, I I think no, yeah. I think you you get rid of Gase, if Sam Darnold gets you like six wins and you just can't get the quarterback right, then he's your he's your guy. 
No, I think you're. I think you're right. That it will come down to. I don't think the Jets in any universe will be getting six wins, but I think it will come back. <laughs> come down to the fact that if if Sam gets them out of the number one spot or out of the right. number two, number three spot, then it spots his. The the Jets exactly. has. Um, but yeah, I don't have a lot of faith that that will happen right now. Uh, but right. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, moving on to the other New York team, um, or actually, sorry, the other team that plays at MetLife Stadium. There's another New York team that's actually good. Um, so, uh, but anyway, the Giants, Wyatt, is it too late to move on from from Daniel Jones, or would it be the the right move to grab, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields with a, a top three pick? I feel like if you had asked me a week ago. Yeah. I would have stumbled on this one at this point. Now I feel like this is a no brainer that you have to oh, move yeah. on from Daniel Jones. Yeah. I mean, obviously if you have a shot at Trevor Lawrence, you take Trevor Lawrence, be great in a New York market with one of the biggest and like most valuable franchises ever, um, mm-hmm. like in the world altogether. And the giants really just have like no splash players. They try to mm-hmm. do like this, like really tough, like gritty player. And if I hear the word, the term, the giants way one more time, I'm going to become a Buffalo Bills fan because I'm sick. I'm sick of them oh saying that God. we're just going to do things the Giants way, which is like this blue collar, like fake talentless way where people, they just grab guys who can like block, but we have no passing offense or anything like that. And yeah, Daniel Jones can take a hit, but what else can he do? You know? So I, I think I like him. He shows flashes. Daniel Jones does. He shows flashes of being a good quarterback, but I would like Daniel Jones a lot more if we didn't draft him number six overall. And we had got yeah. him with that Odell Beckham uh, trade pick at number 17 or something like that. But, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, he's not in a in a situation where he can thrive. I don't think he's good enough to overcome some of the shortcomings this year. It's unfair because there's no talent on the outside. There's no talent on the offensive line. And the only talent we did have towards ACL in week two. So, <laughs> Daniel Jones, is, he's an uphill battle. But I don't think that he's good enough to even make it halfway up that hill. Yeah, it just comes down to, like, how can the Giants tell their fans they're in the business business of winning if they don't take a quarterback with the with a top three pick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, there's just no way you could sell Because we haven't. We took Saquon Barkley with a top three pick. <laughs> ago. Yeah. But Daniel, Daniel Jones, White, we talked about this stat during the Cowboys game. He has 22 fumbles in 18 games. That's terrible. That's crazy. And I think that's <laughs> so year, bad. This year he still well, has he jitters. Has, he has one touchdown, one passing touchdown, and five interceptions, like – Oh my goodness. He's I don't think that it's all his fault. But he's sure. not helping himself at all. Yeah. The Why? fumbles are his fault. Yeah. yeah. Even even <laughs> even if we don't Pressure. get Justin or uh, Trevor Field Trevor Trevor Lawrence, I would take Justin Fields as well with a top three pick. No, that's what I was gonna ask. Like yeah. would you take Trey Lance, say you're the three or four pick and both Fields and Trevor Lawrence. No, are gone. I would take a, like a yeah. offensive tackle or something yeah. like that. I don't. I don't We're on the third or fourth yeah, pick, I don't and I would take him either. Yeah, I would try again with Daniel Jones. I mean, because I mean, it, a couple years ago when it was Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, all this stuff. Although I I do harp on them for taking Saquon Barkley, the number two overall pick. I didn't love a bunch of quarterbacks in that draft, and I think right. that if they try to get Trey Lance, like, I don't know much about him. He's going to play in one game this year as like an expert, like a showcase, you can't like, cause then what if we're just in the same Daniel Jones situation all over again? Mm-hmm. The guy we don't know much about, he's, he was getting hot at some point, I guess in college, yeah. but you yeah. know, I mean, do you think it's, it's worth yeah. it though to like maybe take a chance on someone who might have the potential, like 
to be better than Daniel Jones because it doesn't look like there's any real hope for Daniel Jones. I feel like progressing at this point. Like again, it's not his fault, but I think at that point, point, with that, with how bad this team is, if we're sitting at three, four, five, or something like mm-hmm. that, we might as well just fill another hole on the yeah. offensive or defensive line. Because I, th- I think Daniel Jones could be a good quarterback. He will never be better than Trevor Lawrence or probably Justin Fields, but Hot I think takes. he'd be good enough. He'll be good enough to to win them some games. Yeah, turn him into a Tannehill. You know. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't think they should take um, Trey Lance over him because of the fact that we haven't seen anything of Trey Lance. He played a, a season and not even you know like you know FBS. So I'm just like his he coach went was talking about the fact, yeah. But his coach was talking. He was like, it's unheard of for a guy to like be in you know FCS and leave after one season of you know actually starting yeah. playing, which is pretty I, wild. I feel like it depends on what you think of Carson Wentz too. Like if you're like Lucas and you think Carson Wentz is trash, you're you're definitely staying away from Trey Lance, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think Carson Wentz is trash. I think you mean but, Bard. Okay, Bard. <laughs> if you're like Bart and you think Carson Wentz is trash. You're not. You're not taking any more North Dakota State guys. Well, that's the only <laughs> reason we're talking about Trey Lance is because yeah. of Carson Wentz. I mean, we're not looking at North Dakota State as good as sixteen and zero is. I mean, UCF. Like, like we see, we've seen it with a lot of a lot of teams who like they win games, and that's what happened. It could be Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles was a pretty decent college quarterback at a small school, and you yeah. know. Well, the only reason we're, we're talking about Trey Lance is because of yeah. a guy like Carson Wentz. You just hope yeah. that you get Carson Wentz that stays on the field. Yeah, the yeah. starting quarterback for North Dakota State between Carson Wentz and Trey Lance also got drafted. He was like a fifth-round draft pick. So this would be North Dakota State's third in a row. It does seem right. like the, the pros are like, oh, you know, he was he was good at some level. We'll take a chance on him. Yeah, <laughs> Or he was ex- elite, excuse me, at some level. We'll take a chance on him. Yeah. yeah. But final conclusion. It's hard decision, but I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence over Daniel. Danny Dimes, Mr. Dimes. Oh. <laughs> All right, another team. I'm going to ask you, Lucas, has Gardner Minshew. Can you guess who they are? It is the Jaguars. Has Gardner Minshew showed you enough, Lucas, to believe that he is a franchise quarterback, or are the top prospects too good to pass up? I'm pretty torn on this one. My initial thought was yes. If I have the number one overall pick, I'll take Trevor Lawrence. I do think, though, there are some compelling reasons to maybe not pick Lawrence in that scenario. Mm. First, Minshew isn't really the Jaguars' biggest problem right now. Mm. Their problem is that they're pretty bad everywhere else, (laughs) but they're especially weak on defense and at the skill position. So, like, getting a quarterback, even one is Lawrence Fields or Trey Lance, especially Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, so wouldn't fix the team's, like, huge problems that they have. Mm. That being said, though, I mean, it's a quarterback-driven league. And you can't win without an elite one. And while I think Minshew is a good, above-average NFL quarterback, I don't think he has the ceiling of an elite quarterback. So with those quarterbacks, again, like mostly Lawrence, I think the upside on Trevor Lawrence, if you're going to have the number one pick, is too high. You shop Minshew out again to someone like the Colts or the Bears or the Steelers, someone who could use either like a capable backup or a, a starter to hold over for a little bit. Um, get some nice pieces to shore up the defense or get a good skill position player and then just run with it from there because I, as good as Minshew is if you have the opportunity to take Trevor Lawrence I think you take Trevor Lawrence Jared? 
Um, I, I agree. I think if Minshew plays you into the number all number one overall pick, you have to take a quarterback. I think obviously you were like pretty compelling, Lucas, that the the problems isn't Gardner Minshew on the Jaguars, it's everything else, yeah. basically. But I think you kind of do put it in the quarterback's hands. You don't want us to draft a quarterback. Don't put us in a position to draft a quarterback. Same with the same Sam Darnold thing. I will say this, though. Minshew's top 10 in touchdowns and passing yards. 11th in completion percentage. He's doing he's doing pretty darn good for what he has, I think. Yeah. No, I mean, like I, like I said, I think he's a very good quarterback. He's, like, done well this year. But I just don't think he has that, like, ceiling of, like, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, he definitely I think he's might. Like, yeah. yeah. So I just think... Someone like Lawrence or Fields who does have that ceiling, or at least appears like they have that ceiling after their college career, like you have to take a chance on that. Yeah. The, it's like passing yeah. up on Peyton Manning. The tricky situation like, with the Jaguars right now is that Gardner Minshew was not a first-round pick, so they don't have that fifth-year fifth, fifth year option with him. His time is going to run up where at some point they're going to have to give him a contract. I don't think that he's going to become a $130 million man, but they either well, invest in him year. now or – I mean, they're going to – but in the third year is normally when you start talking <laughs> contracts with people. Yeah. yeah. Is it not? Yeah. 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 If the so. Jaguars do take quarterback, I will really be looking forward to that uh, preseason or training camp QB battle because yeah. I believe in Gardner. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not against Trevor Lawrence, but uh, I think he would. Yeah. He's scrappy. You know, I think he could mm-hmm. maybe uh, get the job done. Yeah. He could, He's Ryan he could Fitzpatrick. Yeah. That's the thing. (laughs) His future is cloudy. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he'll go out and he'll win you a couple games. But, I mean, even if they draft a quarterback, if they they grab T-Law and then you got Trevor – and you got Gardner Minshew in front of you. Yeah, (laughs) T-Law. And you got Gardner Minshew in front. He'll play – he'll start maybe six games. But at some point, you know, I don't – I I think he's fun. But I don't think he's a a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's a quarterback. <laughs> I'm still sticking by my dark horse NFL MVP. He's gonna go off these last twelve <laughs> games. <laughs> Move up from tenth in completion percentage or whatever to first. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the conversation. Come happen. on. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Anyway, moving on. Bart, according to Wyatt, Matt Stafford is a top ten arm talent. Read the, in the script. NFL. Okay. <laughs> Bart, Matt Stafford is a top 10 arm talent in the NFL, but is on the wrong side of 30 and suffered a handful of injuries over his career. Should the Lions move on from their star quarterback and shift to Lawrence or Fields with the top pick, or should they shore up another area of the team if they have that opportunity? So I agree with Wyatt that he he, he is his – I like Stafford a lot too, but I do think it's time to move on. Uh, it's yes. just not because Stafford has been bad. Like, last season, right, Stafford was quite electric. This season, he's also been quite good. I mean, on pace for 4,000 yards, which is solid. His touchdown-interception ratio is decent at 8-3. to But, like, I think the whole org just needs a real. I kind of forgot about this quick side run about Matt Patricia. He took over a team that had nine wins. He promptly decreased their win total by three wins the next season. And then he did it again the next season. (laughs) So he's gone 10-25-1 as their head coach. And this season, if not for the Vikes being even worse... The Lions would be on pace to be the fourth place team in the NFC North for three straight seasons every season he's been the coach. So he needs to go. He just needs to go. Yeah. But even aside from Stafford, the roster's pretty weak. Like, and old is the main thing. Their skill positions especially. They're, they're rolling out a 35-year-old Adrian Peterson this year. They're rolling out <laughs> two starting receivers who are both 30 or older. Kenny Galladay, the one who's not, isn't even really relevant either. So I think what they probably should do 
is just try to trade away Stafford and just yeah. rebuild everything. I mean, Stafford deserves battle better, first of all. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be traded to a team that might actually be competing. Mm-hmm. But, the, like, their offense is bad. Their defense this year especially has been really bad. Fifth, fifth worst in yards per game, fourth worst in points per game. They just need a lot of talent everywhere. I think the best way to do that would be to boot Patricia, try to get Stafford out of there with a trade. Yeah because he's under contract for a couple more years, and just try to start over from square one. Because right now, I mean, if they keep at it like this, they're not, the franchise seemingly is not going anywhere significant. So I I would try to make a change. And, and yeah. yeah, if you can tank and go for Trevor Lawrence or, or Fields, mm-hmm. I think that would be a good call. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would definitely think that there would be teams in the market for Stafford. Um, yeah. I don't think that, yeah, the, I don't think the Cowboys, as we mentioned earlier, um, I think like maybe the Bears or someone like that, a team that's clearly would. a clear, yeah. a team that like clearly has talent but does not have a, a clear quarterback. Like I think they would yeah. definitely take a, a risk on Matt Stafford and give the Lions somewhat of a return. Um, yeah. Probably a pretty significant return, at least maybe not a first round pick, but probably a second or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's kind of like the Lions don't have much leverage because like yeah. they don't like. I don't know. They don't need to get rid of him or anything. Yeah, the teams yeah. can just wait it out and tank. But yeah, or I mean, I guess the Bears wouldn't. But yeah. Well, he did. He did sell his Michigan home though, so that makes trading him wait, decidedly he did? less complicated. Oh shoot! Yeah. <laughs> Where is he living right now? Yeah. I have no idea. But remember, a couple, remember like thirty episodes ago or something like that, we were talking about yeah. how he sold his house. Yeah. Oh, I thought he bought yeah. it. I thought that was his new house. I didn't realize. No, that was, he had, oh, like, I thought I he was selling. That he no, was I think he. Li- I think he listed gotcha. his house. I think. I think you're right, Jared. He was selling. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I mean, that's like when Philip Rivers, right? Like. Sold his house, right? right? Never was like, oh, he's leaving. So that probably <laughs> yeah, should have been a really sign on, on yeah. exactly. No, that should have been a sign on that. Yeah, yeah. Same with LeBron when LeBron sold his house in Cleveland. Yeah. They they called that too. But they knew. The problem with the with the Lions is that every good player they have retires at like thirty five years old or less. <laughs> so like thirty years old. Yeah. Uh, yeah so like the Lions, yeah. <laughs> Matthew Stafford's clock is ticking as long as he remains in those Blues. Uh, I think that I've 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 wished that they traded. The the interesting thing about the Lions is that I feel like they're a lot like the Jets. They're one of like the worst ran, run franchises. I think probably the worst ran franchise in the league. They have a coach like you said, Bart, who just keeps losing games. And in fact, he's going down. It, it could be worse. I guess they could be ten and twenty six and not ten twenty five and one. But maybe that's so what's keeping him still. In a, yeah, maybe that's just keeping Patricia still in a job. But he should have been fired last year, and the fact that he's still not fired yet is is a really interesting. Because I think that the problem is that they have Matthew Stafford, so they believe that they can make the playoffs every year, but then all of a sudden they don't. So I, who knows? They're just like in this never-ending circle of top four pick, and then no playoffs, and then top four pick, and then no playoffs. So I don't know what they do. Yeah, how many times during Matthew Stafford's career has he made the playoffs? I'm very curious. He apparently has That's not won a playoff game. Oh, okay, he said three postseason appearances with uh, no playoff wins. Um, but yeah, it does kind of feel better. like yeah, he does deserve better. It does feel like the the Lions are a team though that's kind of destined to lose. Vikes, um, just given yeah the way that you say Vikings. Yeah, get him the Vikings. Oh my god, trade him within the division. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like they took Adrian Peterson, we'll take stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> last but not least, Jared. Uh, as we've mentioned earlier in this episode, Dan Quinn has recently been fired. So, what do you think? Should the Falcons reset their franchise with one of the top prospects if they can get that pick, or should they try to make a, a run for another Super Bowl? Dude, the Falcons are so interesting because they're in between a full rebuild and a Super Bowl run, kind of. Like Matt Ryan still has some pretty good, some good football left in him. He's thirty-five. Yeah. I mean, he's he's fourth. He has the fourth most passing yards this year, but on the other hand, he hasn't thrown a touchdown in the last two games. He's he's been super inconsistent, so it's so hard to say if he's regressing or not. They have Todd Gurley, who's the third most rush third most rushing yards in the NFL. Like they have a legit offense. Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, legit offense. Matt Ryan says he wants to play into his forties. Uh, so does every quarterback. I, yeah, I know. I was about to say that's the trend, I guess. The question is, do you use your number one overall pick on someone that won't play right away if you want to keep Matt Ryan as well? Patrick Mahomes is the ideal comparison where he's he sits behind Alex Smith, they go 10-6, and six, and then they trade Smith mm-hmm. and take the league by storm. But the reality is, is every quarterback picked first overall since at least Sam Bradford, Bradford played substantially in their first season. Most of them started pretty much the entire season. Goff, I believe, was the only quarterback that was picked number one overall that started less than half the games in their first season. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking a quarterback, that means you're saying we're getting rid of Matt Ryan. So... Yeah. Ultimately, I think you draft him. I think you draft him and you trade Matt Ryan to like Bears, Colts, 49ers, Patriots. Those are potential destinations. And you have the at least the opportunity to rebuild with Trevor Lawrence. And maybe you might even be ready in like two years to go after a Super Bowl. I mean, think about this. Andrew Luck, That he, there's, Trevor Lawrence is getting a bunch of comparisons to Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck in his first year won 11 games with the Colts. Yeah. It's possible the Atlanta Falcons actually could be pretty dangerous with him. He's from Atlanta, uh, Georgia at least. I'm not sure if he's from Atlanta, but it would work out well. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, but the question is, as the new coach now, like, mm-hmm. I mean, the team is going to be rejuvenated. And, I mean, it'd be awful for a new coach to get hired and then promptly just also lose a ton of games and get a high draft pick, right? I, I would be surprised. If they, what? They seem like they're too talented. If they, if they were able to finagle their way into, like, a top pick. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying it might not be realistic that they actually get there? Yeah. I, like, but it, if it, it doesn't happen, to be... the coach would be, have to be completely dropping the ball, basically. Well, yeah, they yeah. already fired I've their coach. That. It's an interim head coach. I don't think they expect much. But they, they don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be – let's take Trevor Lawrence out of it because I don't think that they'll get the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there in the top seven and you see Justin Fields or Trey Lance, are you moving on from Matt and Ryan? No, I'm Probably not doing not. it for Trey Lance. No. I, I, I don't know if I would do. I'm not high on yeah. feels like you are, by the way. What? Yeah, I'm not. Either. I don't know if I would do. And, feels best. And I, I think it's more likely in that case that the Falcons take a quarterback in like the between the second to fifth round and have someone yeah. sit behind Matt Ryan as a maybe kind of pr- replacement. Because as you said, Jared, like Matt Ryan still has a few more good years left in him, and I don't He's think an MVP. Yeah, yeah, right. I know exactly. So I, I don't think you move on from him unless it's Trevor Lawrence at this point. Yeah. He, yeah, but even if it's if it's a question of moving up in the draft, I don't think. I think they're too talented no. in that draft. Yeah, that I agree. Worth too much to, I agree. to move up like that. Yeah. Right. But you can't you can't you have to like definitely wait the season out though because whoever the new GM or coach is wants to make those decisions. So you got to wait till you hire that guy before you start saying anything about. That's why the yeah. owner was like, "Oh, I don't know what Matt Ryan's future is" cuz he doesn't want to tie the hands of whoever the GM is, and be like, oh, well, you have to keep Matt Ryan. I feel like GMs famously come in and get their guys. Yeah. And as good, I, th- I just feel like it, it's destined for them to replace a quarterback. Uh, they Obviously, they don't trade Julio. He's probably the best wide receiver in the league. 
you can make at least make the case for it. Calvin Ridley's great, all that stuff. But I mean, like, uh, the quarterback is always like their first guy that they bring in. I would say, yeah. which was yeah. big. But Matt Ryan was an MVP though underneath with Kyle Shanahan. They did go to the Super Bowl. Kind of tough. That's why he's going to the 49ers, man. I would love it for him to go to the 49ers because look, they're not on my list, but the 49ers bench Jimmy Garoppolo, and yeah, they man. also might be just as bad to get a top pick um, this year. Especially no, losing Nick about. Bosa, they might. Not it might top, be another one of those pick. years. No. Yeah. The year where they got the number one or the number two overall pick, and they got Nick Bosa, it might be a similar situation where they just they have a bunch of injuries and they get another top pick, then yeah. Super Bowl again. We'll see. Maybe I think I think if Matt Ryan league. went to the 49ers or Patriots or Bears, they would they would take over the league, man. Patriots, that'd be good. Yeah, pe- well, Cam's only Cam? Cam Newton's only on a one year contract. It, it kind of feels like Cam Newton wa- doesn't really want to be in New England. Yeah, because like he didn't like buy an apartment, right? Or he didn't like buy any real estate, right? And he said like this is like a, a temporary a thing. Trip, yeah, right? no, exactly. Yeah, the business trip line. So, so I'm not um, convinced that Cam really wants to that. stay there. Yeah, um, I don't know. He's got a chip really. on his shoulder. That's all he's trying to oh, do. He's he trying to keep that chip. <laughs> he's trying to get he a big contract next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna besides COVID. He's he he has looked like he probably will get that contract. So yeah, and if he doesn't, the Bears are gonna yeah. offer him the biggest contract they could offer. Someone's him. definitely someone's <laughs> gonna grab him. Yeah, yeah. shop yeah. around Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, <laughs> Trubisky for Cam Newton, straight trade. We'll see how that Easy. goes. Yeah, yeah. Any day it's, of the weekend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Belichick for trades is on. Yeah, yeah. Belichick would probably make make Trubisky into like the next Tom Brady or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Like, what the hell? Probably. Have we just been tricked? Like, like when they had Matt Castle for that year, and, and they, they were like, great. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah, they con everybody on the quarterbacks. You know, they, do. they get they, they get They totally do. Uh, moving on to some college ball, Texas A and M. They did it. They got their first win against <laughs> a top five ranked opponent, um, and it was a SEC rival. So it was uh, the first win in the top five in the Jimbo Fisher era. Is Texas A and M meant to be taken seriously now in the SEC, Lucas? To you. As much as Jared would want me to say yes, I'm going to go hard no on this one. <laughs> like, lots of teams beat top 10 teams unexpectedly. Even this year, you've had LSU losing to Mississippi State. <laughs> Turns out both those teams are trash. Like, <laughs> Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. Both those teams not good again. I guess Kansas State's in the top 25 now, but whatever. Come on. In the beginning yeah. of the year, especially, rankings are totally and absolutely meaningless. They're yeah. based on vague and unsubstantiated, like, notions about how good teams are so when against the top five team in like the first six weeks of the season i think holds like honestly no value so like on if florida ends up going 11 and one and like and this being their only loss then like yeah hand it to jimmo um but this one alone doesn't make AM a contender um pit pit beats clemson every so often we're not like heralding what? Pitt as like this great po- is like this great um program maybe not every they've beaten them in the past years though there's no denying though it's like a good win for jimbo Mm -hmm. but before they should be considered anywhere close to a like relevant and elite program they need to do more like they won eight and nine games in the past two years respectively um they need to do this for a whole season which i really don't think they can do and they got smacked around by bama which i mean i guess who doesn't but also like Ole miss put up more of a challenge to bama than texas a&m did 
So like, I'm not convinced Texas A&M is good. I'm not convinced Florida was good. I just think it's so early in the year that yeah. you like, <laughs> you don't know who's good. And like, could it be a nice signature one for Jimbo? They go on a nice run and win the SEC West, and this is the first sign of it, maybe. But at this point, I'm unconvinced. I don't think they're really that good. I just think they had a good game against Florida. Who also, I don't know if they're that good either. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced. <laughs> like I said last episode, they I think they should probably win the rest of their games. Sixteen off, sixteen returning starters. Kalamon in his third year. I mean, I I think Florida is a pretty good team actually. I think they're pretty solid, especially on offense. The SEC has been crazy this year. I, I definitely get it. But the only ranked teams left is Tennessee and Auburn. So they should. I think they should run the table for the rest of their games. I think they're gonna lose Auburn. I don't buy it. Really? Yeah, Jerry. Why don't, don't you? Fall why don't you yeah. buy it? Mm. Why don't you buy it, Aiden? I just don't make um, Texas A&M your new, you know, Lucas's Mississippi State. And I'm glad Lucas <laughs> didn't make this, this mistake again. But I think, again, it's about, it can be very much about the opponent. LSU, we didn't know really anything about. We obviously yeah. knew that they won a championship last year and then lost, like, everybody. But we mm-hmm. had no kind of, um, we had no idea how good they were. And in this case, I don't think we know how good Florida is. Florida played Ole Miss and South Carolina in their first two games. They didn't mm-hmm. destroy either of them, and neither of those teams are, like, tough teams, SEC-wise. Um, so I, I don't think we know how good Florida is. I think Lucas is right that if they go 11-1, and that's a different thing. Um, then, you know, then this win will be worth something. But I don't think it's worth anything at the moment when we don't know anything. We, know, we, know, we do know, though, that Florida's offense is legit, at least. Yeah, but yeah, literally I mean, everyone, like, in, the, offense everyone in the SEC looks year. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> <There's> offense. Yeah. <laughs> like, it might just be that, like, yeah. everybody's bad at defense now in the SEC. Florida's been no more impressive, I feel like, than, like, a lot of other teams. Yeah. Everybody's scoring 40 points yeah. now. That is so, true. Like, <laughs> every drive is, like, a scoring drive in college yeah. football. Yeah. yeah. Especially I don't know what's happened this reason. year. Yeah. No, honestly, I was thinking about it. I was like, at some point, they're going to have to, like, put in rules to make it harder for offenses because these scores are just getting, like, it does Ridiculous. really feel like it's a touchdown or maybe there's a turnover, and that's the reason why it isn't a touchdown or at least points, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Lane I, Kiffin I mean, and Mike yeah. Leach just taking the SEC by storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not really, but. You, wait, real quick. Do you see what Mike Leach said about the Mississippi State players? What did he say? He was like, we're going to have to purge the malcontents off, off the team. Oh, what? <laughs> what? We were like, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, he blamed their quarter, their their offense had six interceptions that game. So he just like blamed the, the players for everything. And he was like, we, we got to figure out who actually wants to play here. And we're going to purge the malcontents. And we're like, oh my wow. God. This might end really poorly. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I was swayed after one week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they might might be legit Texas A&M. They might not be Notre Dame. Overrated. Wait, I'm gonna book. I'm gonna book this actually. Okay. Texas on. A&M. <laughs> Texas A&M Ooh. will win the rest of their games this season. I'm booking it. Absolutely not. Ooh. Books. <laughs> okay. I look forward to next week ripping it. Yeah. <laughs> After they lose to uh, Mississippi State. Hey. Oh wow. Oh, hey. hey. <laughs> There's a Madden curse and there's a youth thought curse. Let's. <laughs> Clemson is going to win every other game this year. I'll just throw that one out. <laughs> Overrated, underrated, who knows? We're talking Notre Dame here. They're right now they're ranked just as the number four team in the nation, I believe. Does that still stand? 
Yeah. 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 So. Number four t- team in the nation. Do they deserve it? Bart, I'm going to start you off. Uh, like, can I give the cop-out answer and say both no. yes and no? You cannot. Because that's where my heart lies. <laughs> then, <laughs> if, if I had to lean one way, I would say no, but let me let me try to explain. Or, let me say no, they don't deserve it, to, to clarify. Um, I just thought the, the game against, against Florida State was, uh, like, more concerning than it should have been. I mean, like, the sloppy turnovers, they didn't bite them, obviously, but against a better team, they would. The defense looked kind of sketch in that they kept letting them drive like the, the full distance of the field or what felt like the full distance of the field over and over again. Um, just yeah, like multiple drives over seventy yards. I know the last one ended up in a pick, so it didn't matter. But like it, it would have been a one possession game potentially with a lot of time left on the clock, which it shouldn't have even been close. Like for reference, Miami beat this Florida State team fifty two to ten. This score was a lot closer than like you would like it to be from what you think an elite team is. The upside is that Notre Dame's offensive line is really, really good this year. Probably like top five in the country, right? The running game is absurd. So yeah. that's a huge asset. But Ian Book, I still, like, I'm not really sold on him. I mean, he's like, he's like a game manager. Like, you know, maybe <laughs> I, have, I have a bad habit of calling quarterbacks this. But he's like, if it comes down to an elite, a game against an elite opponent, I think the running game will be a little bit more stifled than it will come down to Ian Book playing like out of his mind. And I don't really see that happening. So like right now... I think they are deserving of the number four ranking in that, like, who would you put above them, right? Like, probably yeah. probably not North Carolina or K-State, like, surely yeah. not in Cincinnati. I don't know. Like, those are the other undefeated teams near the top. But I think they're really benefiting from the Big Ten not playing yet. And once once more games are on the, on the docket, I think we'll see that they're, like, yeah, I don't know. I just think Notre Dame should be beating teams by more and looking better yeah. for a top four team, in my opinion. So I think they will end up looking overrated later on in the season. Yeah, I feel like it's like the classic Eddie story where it's like they go into all these games, they're winning, but they don't win convincingly ever. And then like it just like goes on and on. Like there's a lot of like you said, Bart, and I really said to written this down too. There's a lot of upside for the team. Like the offensive line is incredible. Like they can just move everyone. Um, Kyron Williams at running back is not only benefiting from the offensive line, but he's just like a stud as well. Like he's going to be really, really good for years to come at Notre Dame. And I mean, the D doesn't look great. You have Jeremiah Osu-Kormoa, who's really good at linebacker. But other than that, they just look kind of weak against Florida State, who's not great. I don't know. Like, I kind of agree with you, Bart, that it's like, who would you put above them? Like, I think the only other choice someone might argue is UNC. And I think UNC is super overrated. I don't think UNC yeah, deserves anywhere to, to be anywhere near number five. They just have all the hype in the world because Mac Brown's the coach. Yeah. Um, they have, like, a less impressive resume than Notre Dame, which I guess is why they rank lower. But they have had close wins over BC and Virginia Tech. And yeah. now they're just, like, top five because of all this hype. So, like, I agree. I think four is, like, a fine ranking because I don't know who I'd put above them who's, like, playing now. But I don't know. I'm not convinced they're going to be great as the year goes on, even though they have, like, those flashes of brilliance with the O-line, with Kyron Williams. And, but I don't know. I'm not convinced. We just came off a COVID outbreak, though, where they couldn't practice for, like, a week. Come on. (laughs) I guess. Okay, let let me – this is Clemson. This is how bad Clemson are beating teams. First game, 37-13. to 13. Notre Dame's first game, 27-13. Next game, 49-0 for Clemson. Us, 52-0. Next game, 41-23 for Clemson. Us, 42-26. We're not that far off. It's the same. It's like pretty similar. Yeah, but that was Miami. Miami. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah, yeah but they played the Citadel. I, I they think Miami's the at least Virginia. the third Come best on. team in the ACC. No, that was in the Miami, Miami score. 
Yeah. That was the Virginia, but you're right. They, Jared, you can't uh, just give similar. these. You can't just give scores completely out of context. <laughs> are you, no, they're like, super similar teams. Numbers. It was South Florida <laughs> and Citadel. You, okay, it's the and same. They, Florida, yes, uh, then, Duke and but, Wake Forest. They're about the same. Come on. Yeah, but then they beat Miami. Miami's really good. Well, we haven't had a points. chance to play a good team yet, so you can't hold that against us. Come on. I don't know. I'm not convinced. When is Notre I've seen Dame's this story every year of my life. Like, I don't know. It's the <laughs> same talk, as it always yeah. is. <laughs> this no, does I, feel yeah. like the classic Notre Dame story. Is we talk about them as a, as a top-ranked team, and then eventually at some point, they disappoint us all. So I, I don't believe, nor will I ever be convinced that Notre Dame is a top-four team. Ever shut up, Wyatt. No, point of, disappoint us all, Wyatt. Were you just? Are you disappointed when Notre Dame loses? I'm, I'm never disappointed. Yeah. No. I, I, I expect it. So, you know. No, but I mean, honestly, like I hate to say it, but I would be stunned if they beat Clemson. Just, I mean, Trevor yeah. Lawrence has looked so so good this year. Uh, I think that yeah. he's gonna, yeah, he'll be the difference. If they, if I'm wrong, I'd love to be wrong, Jared. Mm-hmm. I know you'd love for me to be wrong, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. And so, yeah, and then they'll lose, and then obviously they would need to win the ch- the championship game. Against Clemson, presumably, which presumably Jared, I, I think you mean UNC, I, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> right, you're right. Well, I just um, think I think in the big games that we've had, like Georgia, for example, our offense has been what's kept us out of out of the mm-hmm. games. But this year we have the fifth best rushing attack in the nation, and the teams in front of us are like triple option teams. Like we average more rushing yeah, yards per game. They're not playing than, either. I know, but that, but this is what we have to go off of. 270 yards per game is very good. Yeah, yeah that is. I, I, this is this is the thing we do need to do though is we need to win the turnover battle. We've only had three takeaways this year, and we had a bunch we had a bunch of turnovers in the other, in yeah. the game yesterday uh, this last yeah. week. Yeah, I think they can fix that by the time you get to Clemson though. If we can run the ball well and win the turnover battle, battle, I don't see any reason why we can't beat Clemson personally. <sighs> I like look how badly yeah. the run defense played. Do you think with that Travis Etienne is in there? If it's like, been, if we if it's Ben don't break, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they get 500 yards if, all, if they settle for field goals each time. Yeah, but th- that's not going to happen against Clemson. You can do that against FSU. Oh Who knows? You can do that against USF. You can do that against all the other iterations of the letters Who US knows? and F. And like I don't like <laughs> <laughs> like I just like <laughs> I just there's no way that a team that allowed 26 points and a rushing attack to like wear them down at points could come up against Clemson and their rushing attack and their versatility on offense with Trevor Lawrence and and just like not concede at least like 45 points like I just I can't see any disagree yeah so Jared, I, I do agree Jared there's something there's probably something to the fact that they were coming off yeah the COVID. I, I agree oh, with for that. Sure, yeah. so Come like on, maybe yeah. maybe we shouldn't put too much stock in yeah. this game yeah. but like no, I agree. earlier this season were they super convincing either I, I mean yeah they I won 52 to 0 come on yeah against, against who though against USF who? yeah <laughs> what? Yeah. Clemson I, did it 49 to 0 against the I, Citadel are you gonna say they didn't look impressive in that game come on you're just well, holding. I mean, you guys are holding some like unrealistic crazy standard to Notre Dame that you don't hold to Clemson Listen, Jared, like... let's let's book our yeah. uh, individual thoughts on the Clemson Notre Dame winner, and then we can <laughs> we can talk about it then. Yeah, well, we'll when see. we get there. Yeah, when we get yeah. to that week. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on, I do want, want to say also that I've been actually been pretty right. I've actually been pretty right in my book. It's, I'm just I'm just saying I've had a <laughs> <laughs> book it right now, Mr. Confidence. Yeah, Notre Dame wins no, the national championship. Yeah, book it right now. I only book stuff that I'm a hundred percent confident. Ian book wins Heisman. Like Texas A&M, yeah. <laughs> I only book it if it's Texas A&M. Yeah, I'm like, that does not seem like a good 100% confidence interval in that one. That but like, not. you know, it's fine. They're going to run the table. He's getting shaky. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we're going to bounce over to the NBA where LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers defeat the Heat 4-2. LeBron won his fourth ring with his third team. Anthony Davis finally wins his first ring. I think J.R. Smith is, what, at three rings now at this point? <laughs> he played zero, he literally, he played zero finals minutes, <laughs> yeah. and he was the first one to the locker room to get to the trophy. He now has – I think he now has uh, – I, I got to double-check how many rings he has. I'll come back to that, but – He's living the life. Uh, But Anthony Davis was a huge part of this victory. Aiden, what does this win mean for Anthony Davis's legacy? Um, I think it means that, at least for the moment, he'll be viewed as LeBron's most uh, formidable sidekick ever. Um, And I don't really mean that as a diss, given that, you know, he's competing against D-Wade, Kyrie, and Wyatt, as you mentioned, uh, J.R. Smith. But LeBron to this point in his career has never been the second best player on his team. And AD made a pretty good case at times, including in the finals. But um, so like as good as, you know, um, the, the players alongside LeBron are at best, they can beat Pippen, I feel like. And AD seemed to accept that role to an extent, or at least he doesn't have much of an ego, which is, you know, what LeBron kind of credited to their uh, success together. Um, but I, I do think that's why you didn't see the the pains that we see with or we saw with, you know, Kyrie and LeBron, where Kyrie clearly had an ego that, you know, an ego that drove him out of that situation. Um, so I think that 80s legacy or legend, like, I think definitely grew from this. But I think it's at least for the moment still going to be viewed in the context of LeBron. And it's, you know, like he hasn't. He's not D. Wade who, you know, won titles outside of LeBron um, and, and stuff like that. I think that AD will still be viewed in that context and viewed as a great, you know, LeBron Pippen, but not necessarily like a legend yet or anything like that on his own. You know? Yeah, I don't think he like established himself as like like a true like S tier like superstar like we talked about whatever a few weeks ago. I think. Mm-hmm. He's probably a top eight, or he's probably a top eight player in the league, or at least top ten. But I think he, I just don't think because I think playing second fiddle to LeBron just prevents him from being that like bona fide superstar. Because I feel yeah. like to be in that tier, you need to be that guy on your team. And while there were times where he looked like it throughout the playoffs, as Aiden mentioned, past about game two of the finals, it was clear like that's LeBron's team, and when the team needs win it goes on LeBron's shoulders and I don't think you can be in that top tier of superstar unless you're the guy when it really comes down to it and I don't think he was but I mean all credit to him he's a fantastic like top 10 player I think in the league but I just don't think he's like that upper echelon because this is another thing I wrote down that Aiden mentioned like he didn't win outside of the context of having LeBron Mm -hmm. before he just like came into that team made it a lot better but he alone couldn't carry a team to a title and I, the way I think other guys could. Yeah, I heard I heard a uh, con coward say, "Without LeBron, this is this is the 2018 Pelicans or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> like this yeah. is like what yeah. LeBron obviously elevated that team to to the championship level. As a great player, otherwise they're an eight seed. But do you you don't <laughs> think that Anthony Davis could be a number one player? If no, LeBron James were to go down, he's trying to do it. But now, no, I, I mean, think... he go ahead, Bart. I don't think you can make the argument, though, that, like, are you saying that when Steph and KD were together on the Warriors, one of them was not a superstar? Because they, one of them was, by definition, not the guy? I take away credit from KD for having to go to the Warriors to win his title, yes. But you, well, don't, but you think KD, KD but, can still win one on his own, though? Yeah, that's but, fair. But he hasn't. 
So, like, what's but the... You, so do you think, but do you think that he can't? Is my I'm not opinion. sold yet. I mean, he came uh, pretty close with the, the Thunder, but he sold Ross. Right, that's, I'm that's not the sold thing on is that Durant Katie, being the That's guy. the thing is, KD made it to a finals. Anthony Davis has made it past the first round without LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, sure, and I'm, I'll push back is that is that Anthony Davis never had a player like Russell Westbrook or Steph Curry that he played alongside. I mean, this could be a, a huge stepping stone for Anthony Davis to play alongside mm-hmm. the greatest or second greatest player of all time mm-hmm. to a point where he could take over a team on his own because he did have some big moments in the fourth quarter, uh, he, although he did have some flops. He did have some big moments. He did hit a game winner. Is mm-hmm. that enough for, to become like a breakthrough? Mm-hmm. You know, does he does yeah. he start to become more of a – one A type of player instead of one B or yeah. two type of player. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I think especially even that LeBron is only getting older. I think people have been saying, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if even next season already we see Anthony Davis be mm. like more of the fulcrum of the offense than LeBron. Uh, maybe not the fulcrum of the offense, but like the main yeah. bucket getter. And all LeBron, LeBron will be more of like a passer and facilitator yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I think. I mean, yeah, I I really feel like Anthony Davis established himself this season is really 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 good. Like top top five, arguably. I think it like. Obviously, he's considered top five technically because he was on the All first on the team. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite that simple, but I honestly think it, you could make a really good argument for it. Especially yeah. nobody really like we haven't talked about his defense at all, which is elite, yeah. right? I mean, he was like mm-hmm. easily the most important defensive player for them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I think you're right. He hasn't won anything on his own, but he's only 27 still. I mean, he's been getting better, yeah. and like we were just saying, playing with mm-hmm. LeBron will only make him get more more yeah. good more better yeah. so like yeah. I, I yeah i think he, yeah. he's going to keep getting better and he's going to continue getting up in that top top five-ish tier yeah and to to 80s credit as like i think it was mentioned earlier that um without lebron this lakers team would be the you know whatever pelicans like mm-hmm. without ad this team would have been last year's lakers i mean with you sure. know some some pieces moving around and uh, obviously they had injury struggles but like they weren't that good when people were healthy anyways like they they did need ad for sure on this so it is yeah um, and lebron clearly necessary. deferred yeah. to anthony davis yeah. a lot during the year he yeah as, although lebron can very easily go and take, get you 35 points if he needs to he definitely i feel like he just was like anthony davis is the guy and i'm going to take a step back and like you said bart he's going to start showing his age he's going to start getting older I wouldn't be surprised if next year LeBron goes full point guard and averages like 22 mm-hmm. points per game and, you know, 11 assists or something like that. And Anthony Davis is going off for 35 or, or more every once in a while. So I wouldn't be too shocked if Anthony Davis did or isn't already an S tier 1A type of player. I, I think that he, this was a huge breakout year for him, to be honest. He was a huge part of them being number one. But on the other side of the finals, we had the Miami Heat. <clears throat> So, uh, Jared, I'm going to throw it to you, actually. Do you think Miami is a Cinderella bubble story, or do you think they're going to be contenders for years to come? I think they'll definitely be contenders for years to come. I think they're – you can say – you can put, like, the asterisks on it if you want because of the pandemic and stuff. But I feel like <laughs> this shows that all they need to do is make the playoffs, and then it's like kind of all bets are off after that. They're just full of gamers. They're, they're still really young. And even their older guys like Andre Iguodala and Goran Dragic are super solid players and, like – gamers and in playoff series so i think they'll continue continue to be able be able to make the playoffs and be able to make deep runs um so yeah i'm saying they're legit contenders for years to come they got pat riley who's a obviously super interested in winning as their exec right so i don't, I don't think there's any way he's gonna 
I don't know for lack of a better term, stand stand pat on it. You know, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna go. Yeah. And, and Spo is like a top three coach. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see how uh, they're young. Bam, Duncan Robinson, uh, Hero, Kendrick Nunn. They're all super young, right? I mean, yeah. Tyler Hero is literally like 20, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Born in yeah. the year 2000. It's oh, that's so scary. Oh, so, they're, yeah, their youth is really going to improve. But on the other side, Butler is on the wrong side of 30, and Dragic, like you mentioned, is on the wrong side of 30. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if their window is like all that big. I do think they need another. They would do very well to acquire another. Like, I don't know. I mean, superstars like I'm, you're southern down. That's the thing. But, is I'm interested to see who they go decide to get because I think that Drew Holiday yeah. and Victor Oladipo are already linked to them. Joel Embiid was kind of linked to them at one point because mm-hmm. the Sixers are probably going to move on, or uh, at some maybe not this year, next year. Obviously Giannis, but so were the Warriors linked to Giannis. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm really interested to see on who they go and get because I, I agree that I love Jimmy Butler, but I don't know if this is if there's another star on that roster outside of Jimbo. Um, it might just be <laughs> Jay Butt, and then they gotta add somebody else. Maybe Jared. Yeah, Smith. like Bam might become that guy, but he might just. I think Bam, uh, but Bam. A... Yeah, he's probably just like a more of a good number three complimentary player. I think that you, I would love to see Drew Holiday, but also at the same time as Drew Holiday, a star or superstar, you know. <laughs> It's yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to see where they go. I think because like also the East. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Pat Riley is definitely like you said, Jared. He's invested in winning. Um, yeah. I, I definitely expect him to make a move. Oh, you know what? Chris Paul. They're gonna go get Chris Paul. Looking at that right now. <laughs> I think that would mess with team chemistry. Yeah. No. Chris is a dog. <laughs> All right. Last, last, but. Well, I'm going to say least. We have some baseball. <laughs> I want my favorite sport. Um, the Astros believe that it is still unclear whether or not last year's cheating scandal gave them a competitive advantage or not. And at this point, they just want their respect. Will the Houston, Houston Astros be able to – sorry. Will the Houston Astros be vindicated if they win the World Series this year? Jared, what will your reaction be if the Astros win? It, it, it'll be a pandemic championship. They'll, we'll see an asterisk. We'll see an asterisk by their 2017 banner, and we'll see an asterisk by that 2020 banner. I, I, I don't know look, what I expected you to say, but yeah. look, Astros. <laughs> it would be yeah, different. I wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it at home. You could cross out on your bingo card the <laughs> yeah. pandemic season. I think you mentioned it within like the first minute of the episode. So okay. Yeah. The first Okay, the Astros, if the Astros went like 50 and 10 this year, just like scorched earth, I wouldn't be saying this, but they shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. They had a losing record, only made it in because of the 16-team playoff bracket. And in regards to their 2017 championship, I'm not saying the Astros were a bad team. They probably still would have made the playoffs without cheating. They had had talent. But in order to be the best team, they had to cheat. So they will not be vindicated at all. (laughs) I'm, I'm rooting against them, to be honest. Similar core players and stuff. Yeah, I'm... I don't want them to win. Yeah. That's my yeah. honest opinion. They might be down yeah. 3-0 by the time this uh, this episode releases, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, they're they're leading at the moment in game three, but yeah. Okay. Um, if if you know if God's out there somewhere, uh, they they won't be by the time this is <laughs> published. But anyway, yeah, I think the MLB is probably absolutely terrified of the outcome where the Astros win. Uh, because as you mentioned, Jared, they did not scorch the earth this year. They were under 500, right? Is that yeah. true? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if first of all, if any team under 500 won the title this year, that doesn't look great for 
your league or for this expanded playoffs. Like that's mm-hmm. that's not a good look in general. But the fact that it would be the Astros is kind of hilarious. Um, so I, I'm sure Rob Manfred is, is not happy about this. With that said, if the Astros do make the World Series somehow and play the Dodgers, and this is looking oh, increasingly unlikely goodness. given the fact that the Dodgers are, are losing to the Braves, who I may have said would, would lose early on. Uh, but we're not going <laughs> to rehash that. Honestly, though. <laughs> uh, but anyway, if, if the Astros-Dodgers matchup... Ex- yeah, honestly. Um, but I think if the Astros-Dodgers matchup happened and the Dodgers took that, the, that would be a storyline that the MLB would enjoy. Or would, you know, they, they'd yeah. be happy with the, you know, the, the cheaters got theirs from the team that they cheated against, you know, or, yeah. you know, the team that they most prominently cheated against. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think Rob Manfred is is shaking in his boots currently. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I I read I, on ESPN somewhere I can't remember who the author was was if the Astros win it'll feel like we're crowning the winner of a tournament rather than the best team in baseball. They just got hot. <laughs> no, at the right no, I agree. Point. I agree. You know? yep. Yeah, yeah, but isn't that like what it usually comes down to yeah. in playoffs? No, no, because you have to have the longevity throughout the season to make it. Now we're saying you don't have to have that longevity. You anybody can get, kind of get in. It's like a March. It's kind of like March Madness in a way. Yeah. Know, I mean, the, the best team doesn't win March Madness most years. Not the team every that team made the playoffs, though. But sick yeah, but, more than but half if you didn't did, win, and they yeah, usually wouldn't have. More than half the fact games. that they, yeah, like it's hard to make the argument that they belong there in the first place. And if they win, that says something about the, the structure in the first place. Yeah. I feel like. I don't know. Yeah, so. They get all the credit in my eyes. I would wash away the other championship. Um, again, Astros, if you guys need somebody to take a hit or to throw a pitch, let me know. I'm still, I'm still interested. Well, you'll probably to relay. It. You yeah, if they need someone to no, relay Jared, some signals. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I would literally just yeah. take that. I would charge them out, too. Yeah. Two for one. Charge yeah. them out, take out a pitcher. Wyatt, how are you at, like, um, banging on trash cans? How are your skills <laughs> I've been there? Working, I've been rhythm? working on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get the most sound as possible. Look. Nothing will validate the Houston Astros, and if they win this year, I think that baseball would probably just lose its mind. <laughs> Shut the whole league down. They would lose. They would lose a lot of fans, I think. If if yeah, they'd have to take a break. They just said we're not going to do it again next year. <laughs> Players go on strike. <laughs> no, that's the other thing is that some people were calling for a postseason ban for the Astros. So that's another no. angle that does not look good if this happens. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh god, they should let them play in the postseason, but they can't go into the World Series. So they can go all the way to the end, <laughs> regardless of whether they win or lose the series. They just they have to go home. So the Rays lose like four two, and it's like oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you're in. <laughs> oh god, thank you all for listening. Uh, for yet another episode of the You Thought Podcast. As Wyatt mentioned in the beginning, um, subscribe to us on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, uh, so on and so forth. Please do let us know what you like and what you don't like so that we can kind of cater our next future episodes towards what you, the fans, want. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next week.